Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Eager, alongside Ben Brown. Ben is in Cincinnati this week, and uh, as such, this is uh, the second time we, we, we've tried to record this. Ben, full season, how's it going? Uh, it's better than I could ask for. I mean, we got Wednesday afternoon football here. We got Wake Forest, Wisconsin. We got, you know, some more intriguing games later, Oklahoma at Florida. So I don't know. It's been a pretty fun week. Uh, unfortunately, we had a little bit too much Colorado action last night uh, in the Cheez-It Bowl. They definitely did not come through for us. Um, and, you know, it's been pretty decent so far, but I'm looking forward to a lot of the bowl games we have coming up here over the course of the next couple of days. Yeah, we had Oklahoma State, Miami under in the Cheez It Bowl. That did not end up going. You know, I it probably should have hit. And then we had a little bit of Colorado um, in the in the nightcap uh, in San Antonio. But a couple games today. One of them has snuck up on us a little bit, and that is Wake Forest against Wisconsin. Wake Forest seven and a half point dogs. I think we see an edge on the Demon Deacons. And then in the nightcap, we've seen significant live movement here. Florida, who opened up as a favorite against Oklahoma. Oklahoma now favored by three. You wrote up, Ben, that Oklahoma plus 125 was a good pick. Then uh, Kadarius Toney uh, opted out of the game. Um, Kyle Pitts opted out of the game. Two more wide receivers for Florida opting out of the game. Um, so this one, you know, we're sitting on a little bit of Oklahoma, a little bit of under, a little parlay on both of them. Um, how are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I definitely like that one. I do think that's probably, you know, the preferred side. I do think that even, you know, what happened with Sam Ellinger last night in Texas may could potentially have some influence on Kyle Trask here. Maybe he does end up sitting out. I do think a lot of the you know the quarterbacks that are for sure going to be entering the NFL draft this year, especially if you're not playing for the college football playoff, it doesn't seem like you have too much of an incentive to play. So um, I don't know if the that if all the opt-outs are fully official for Florida at this point in time, it's basically all I'll say. So I do think that uh, Oklahoma is definitely the correct side later on here. Uh, unfortunately, Greenlight doesn't find quite enough value on minus three. But yeah, if this, if this was about you were kind of, you know, tuned into probably what was going to take place here um, in the Cotton Bowl, I do think that you could def- you would definitely be on Oklahoma at a plus price right now, which is kind of where we're at. Um, I don't know, but the other game... That one's moved up quite a bit, too, as well. It seems like everyone's kind of buying into Wisconsin here. I think they opened up right around six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm seeing it all the way up to 10 in some spots as well. Green Line will definitely find value on the Demon Deacons, um, you know, way out at that spread. So, I don't know. I do think, you know, Wake Forest has what it takes to kind of score on Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin's known for, you know, a pretty decent defense but i do think wake forest is the better offense in this matchup our opponent adjusted grades kind of back that up i do like sam hartman as a quarterback you know graham martz you know has played pretty well at certain points but he's also had some down games as well for wisconsin so i'm not probably as high on him as the betting market is so i kind of am inclined to lean with wake forest take the points here uh and kind of hope for you know maybe a little bit slower paced game uh 51 and a half point total doesn't necessarily scream too much of a shoot so i do think it's going to be difficult for uh the badgers to cover this wide spread here um on this wednesday afternoon game yeah and then and then the gift that keeps on giving uh thursday new year's eve we have tulsa against mississippi state um that game you know sort of a total in the mid 40s we also have uh san jose state against ball state ball state coming off of 
the uh, championship in the MAC when they went to Detroit as 14-point underdogs and beat Buffalo outright. Um, and then we have the West Virginia Mountaineers um, against Army. Now, we'll normally tell you that teasers in college football are not worth the time, but on New Year's Eve, Tulsa is two-and-a-half-point favorites against Mississippi State. Total is 46 and a half. If you like Mississippi State, you can tease them up to eight and a half because that total is so low. You have a, a companion there in West Virginia versus Army. That total is 41. You can tease West Virginia down to one. Now, we kind of like the Army side, and it's partially been, I think, because we have you know a, a lower rating maybe on West Virginia than the body market as a whole does. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. I think that's kind of where we've been all year on West Virginia. I think we maybe liked them at one spot early in the season. Uh, they didn't cover for us at that time. And we've kind of been, you know, opposed to them basically in every other one of their matchups. So um, I do think that we have just a little bit of a disagreement with them Um versus the betting market at this point in time. Army is a tough team to back, but I do kind of like them. You know, obviously they're always going to be participating in lower totals. So if you get out to a pretty wide spread with them, I do think that they're kind of a viable play. You know, at almost any point, they are capable, of course, you know, generating some offense with that triple option. Um, if that gets going, obviously it's really difficult for the other team to score as well. So I do think that um, they are kind of, you know, probably live here at plus seven. Um, I would probably lean towards taking them as opposed to trying to get on one of the these teasers uh, kind of like you mentioned teasers just aren't as effective at the college football level as they are at the NFL just the you know how good the teams actually are and their ratings are just you know they differentiate so much greater at the college level than what they do at the NFL we have much more efficient markets at the NFL level but in saying that there are some opportunities to tease you know certain college football games um, especially towards the latter half of the season and into bowl season when we kind of have some more information on the teams uh, lines become a little bit more efficient than there are certain spots where you could probably tease teams but I don't really think this is one um, that I like but I do think uh, we might have a couple viable plays on New Year's Day if you know teasers are more your thing at this point in time but I'm inclined to probably back Army add a touchdown favorite um we could even see it you know move up a little bit uh, i guess sitting in between six and a half and seven i think the seven uh kind of has a little bit plus or, you know minus juice on army six and a half uh minus juice on west virginia at this point so i think if you're getting seven uh that's probably just my play at this point in time i don't really think i'm probably going to tease these two games down yeah army a seven point underdog you know you're getting all those points there in a t game where the total is really low um, Army has taken bowl games seriously almost entirely, so you never have to worry uh, about that. They, you know, I remember the, the game where they pounded Houston a couple of years ago uh, in a bowl game. So, uh, you know, I think that's a safe play. Subscribe to PFF's Elite Annual Subscription using promo code ACTION to receive a year of Elite Subscription Access and one year of Action Pro Subscription Access for just $200. Action Pro is Action Network's premium subscription offering tailor-made to make avid and new bettors better. This is a limited time offer that is currently only made available now through the Super Bowl, February 7th, 2020. This offer also only applies to first-time elite annual subscribers. Um, moving on to Friday, I'm going to talk, you know, I think people are going to talk um, about the uh, two college football playoff games a lot. Um, people are going to write about them a lot. I kind of want to talk more about the DFS slate that's that's Friday, right? There's a four-game slate. It's enough to really cut your teeth in. But there's really a game theory aspect of this 
Georgia-Cincinnati, total on that game, 50.5. Both teams pretty much known for their defense, although Cincinnati popped up this year offensively a little bit. Not going to be a lot of people who are going to play a lot of people in this DFS slate, uh, in this in this particular game. Then you have, at 1 o'clock, Auburn versus Northwestern. This one's even worse. Total on this game is 43.5. We do like the over um, because it's a college football game with two normal teams and, and, and you know, it's not, not, not Army-Navy, for example. And, and then, okay, so not a lot of people are going to play guys in those two games. But then you obviously have Notre Dame against, against Alabama. You have Ohio State versus Clemson. If you're going to take down this DFS tournament, you're probably going to have to fade the right Alabama player, Nanji Harris, uh, Devonche Smith, Mac Jones, like you can fit them all in your lineup, but you know then you're going to have to then you're going to have to basically swing the bat and hit on a Georgia Bulldog, a Cincinnati Bearcat, Auburn Tiger, or Northwestern Wildcat, um, and then you know you wait for the night slate, and you know, you have Clemson, who I think has distributed the ball a little bit more evenly this year um, than normal, and Ohio State, obviously Justin Fields trying to rebound from a terrible effort in the in the Big Ten title game. So Ben, tell me how you're approaching this this slate from a dfs perspective yeah i definitely envision kind of what you said i do think alabama is going to be by, by far the highest owned team um concentrated a lot of ownership on them they do have the highest team total of this four game slate so i definitely think that's going to be the spot that most people gravitate to of course devonta smith is the odds on favorite um to win the heisman trophy mac jones is basically right with them so i do think a lot of people are probably going to be um doing whatever they can to probably get those two in their lineup of course Najee Harris might be an interesting pivot off of him but I think they're gonna eat off of them but they might you know he's gonna be quite highly owned as well um, I do think that there's probably gonna be just a little bit of value popping up in the Auburn Tigers offense I do know Anthony Schwartz is already sitting out uh, there could be a few more opt-outs here as we get closer to kickoff so um, I'm kind of looking for maybe just a few value spots at the earlier games and then how I would play it or going to play it basically is kind of just trying to load, load up on the Ohio State Clemson uh, game stack basically at this point six six and a half point for total that is the highest on the slate uh, you know the spread makes it conducive to the point where both teams should be playing and should be in it the whole time you don't necessarily have that same guarantee with the Alabama Notre Dame game of course if Alabama blows them out you're probably going to have you know enough action or enough you know production from a fantasy perspective to actually pay off those salaries but I still think it's a spot where uh, you're probably going to be inclined to fade Alabama on a four game slate so I'm kind of loading up on Ohio State trying to buy low on Justin Fields Chris Olove obviously is going to be back as well he didn't play in the Big Ten Championship game so um, I do think that maybe he could be just a little bit um overlooked at this point in time and then i do think you're allowed to get some you know clemson tigers run it back especially you know as them being favorites maybe you get the travis etn action in there he's kind of an interesting pivot off of Najee harris as well i do think it's going to be really difficult to get both those guys in but i do think uh, people are going to want to do it but there are you know cincinnati bearcats uh, jared doke as well as kind of an interesting running back so um i do think there's probably a few different viable options at the running back positions but i do think if you can get travis etn in with you know a justin field stack i do think that would probably be my preferred approach but that is definitely going to take um some maneuvering of value plays probably coming from the auburn side um of the you know this four game slate but it is definitely interesting i kind of i do enjoy you know the smaller slates of action i think more so than you know the 12 13 15 game slates that we typically get so i do think there's um 
an added element of game theory that kind of comes into play um, where there's basically just like slight one-off moves that can definitely, you know, help your roster overcome basically, uh, you know, the others that are kind of, you know, thinking it through, you know, the first level, first iteration and kind of going from there. And I think doing that is probably loading up on the Crimson Tigers, uh, getting to that next level, hopefully adding in a little bit of mixed elements is definitely getting to Ohio State and seeing Justin Fields potentially, uh, you know, keep pace with Clemson at this point. Yeah, this this will be the game. You know, we were we're on Trey Sermon a ton at Oklahoma, and their games where he just simply doesn't play. I can't see that happening anymore. Uh, in this game, they need to win, and in a game they needed to win, they leaned into Trey Sermon at the expense of Master Teague, who ha- has not been uh, obviously any good. This is, uh, you know, I think a, a place obviously where we could highlight the the doubt uh, the buy low model that you and I built, um, because you're going to look. You know, obviously with with Auburn, if he plays, Seth Williams is probably a guy who's going to get a lot of targets. Um, you know, but you know, is he is he going to be the one guy from these first two games that people buy into? For example, if that's the case, then your edge is gone. So it's a really interesting, uh, you know, uh, deal here. Um, I know you guys talked about teasers in the college football playoff, and again. Gambling is is partly partially to try to make some money and partially to try to have some fun. If you tease these two college football playoff games, you're just trying to have fun, right? You're you're trying to say, you know, tease Clemson down to a point and a half, tease Alabama down to thirteen and a half. I'll just say with totals at sixty six and a half and sixty five and a half, if you like those two, just bet the actual original spreads, Bama minus nineteen and a half, uh, and and Clemson minus seven and a half, because you know you're just trading too many points for not enough uh hedge there um but what do you think ben yeah i mean i'm probably a little bit more inclined to do it just because of the fact that i do like ohio state so i think teasing clemson down to one and a half at least creates some sort of uh middle opportunity if clemson wins by three or seven points so that's one reason i kind of like it um but i do expect alabama obviously if they're going to get rolling and they do get over 65 and a half i do think they're probably going to be inclined to um cover the 19 and a half points the only reason i pause on that is green line leans just a little bit towards the under at 65 and a half so maybe um we don't see quite as many points if we don't see quite as many points maybe you know teasing the six points down from 19 and a half to 13 and a half maybe matters just a little bit more um i'm not quite sure but we'll see at this point i do think um, i'm probably a little bit more inclined to do it than you are at this point but i do think it's probably not exactly the sharpest play but it is a way to get down you know a little bit of action on both games um and not quite you know you know basically force you to make you know two bets at this point in time so i do think it's a, a way to get some decent action down without actually you know overexposing you to games that maybe you shouldn't be betting outside of an, outside of an entertainment value at this point so i don't know i don't mind yeah. either you know there's the georgia cincinnati game sitting at seven that's the low total as well sitting at 50.5 maybe that's a spot where you tease georgia from seven down to one uh green line doesn't really have too strong of a lean on that so maybe that's you know the more appropriate play to potentially pair with you know uh, Clemson getting down to seven and a half to you know half or one and a half. But I kind of I like Ohio State. I would use the teaser more as a hedge on that because I kind of already have you know some exposure to Ohio State. I think at this point, so um, we'll see what actually ends up happening here. But I do think Ohio State's probably the best pure play on New Year's Day at this point. Yeah, and. and- Again, uh, you know, it, it's 
it's about entertainment. It's about fun. But, uh, you know, you want to make good bets as well. So, um, and obviously, Ben, you do uh, what I think is the one of the best versions of this podcast, which is Friday night into Saturday morning. So I'm not going to touch on the Saturday, January 2nd, the final bowl games uh, of the season. Um, we'll leave that to you. So for Ben Brown, this is Eric Eager. This has been the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Thank you.